welcome back to Married with Children, the podcast. And we are, I, I'm absolutely pumped. Um, this is one, an episode I've wanted to do for a while. Um, I've talked to a lot of people that have been very, very excited about this episode because tonight we have the one and only Fill My Portraits uh, live with us here on Facebook. Not only is he with us, he is also actually working on some pieces of art as he talks to us. So, so welcome to the show. Awesome. I appreciate it. Once again, thank you for the opportunity of having me. I don't really uh, do a lot of podcasts, so um, this is one that I actually wanted to do. I checked <laughs> you guys out, and I actually checked out some content, you guys, and I like uh, what you guys are doing over there. Well, I appreciate so, it. And I, I've got to be up front, man. I love what you're doing. Um, and I'll be honest, i got a stack of pictures that I keep planning to send to you to get some things done <laughs> and i i haven't done it yet and uh i tagged earlier in the week friday night uh our local tattoo artist here in town and good friend of mine kyle mcintosh i stopped in his shop and he was talking about how much he loves your art and what you do so that's awesome where are you guys located we are in southern indiana nice that's awesome yeah so and, and you're in florida correct yeah um originally from connecticut i'm currently based in uh, tampa florida very very cool so awesome Tell me this, where did the, where did your passion for art start? Before you even get into really the fill my portraits thing, where did your passion for art start? Um, I actually um, resided at an um, art space building in uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut, and I was the managing, uh, managing the gallery, and I became the curator of the gallery. Um, and I curated plenty of shows. And once I started curating the shows, I felt nourished to, do art myself. So I started visiting a lot of museums. I started getting familiarized with some artists and I just started finding artists that I gravitated to and I liked their style. So I tried to mirror, I have no, I'm self-taught, so I don't really have any knowledge of art. So I try to mirror their concept. And uh, a lot of people started to gain traction to the way I portrayed my art. And uh, they just kept asking hey do you do commissions and at first i was like no i don't really do any commissions and then they just kept asking so i said you know what all right fine i'll, I'll do the commission if you guys need be so i ended up starting the commissions and um it hasn't i've never had a day without commissions in the last uh year and a half wow and it's really taken fire and started to grow here in the last about year and year and a half hasn't it uh yeah it's picking up a lot i've actually um went full-time uh, I actually became full-time artist uh, a few months ago, so I actually stopped working and um, just pursuing the art full-time now. Wow. And where is – I'll ask this as we get into the film My Portraits thing, because what is one of the farthest away places someone has asked you to do a picture, and what's one of the, the coolest or craziest pictures you've you've actually done a commission picture for? <laughs> um, I, I pretty much think – I have a um, unique following and they submit the coolest pictures. Like I envy some of the pictures that I draw because it makes me feel as if I'm not living my life to my fullest capabilities. Um, so I've had portraits out of uh, Japan. I've oh actually shipped out, I shipped out uh, 10 portraits last week to the United Kingdom. Um, I have had a lot of portraits shipped out to Australia. Uh, a lot of portraits to Australia would be per, um, per se the furthest, but um yeah, pretty much all around the world at this point. Um, I've surpassed every uh, state in the country, so I've sold uh, to every state in the country, which really? was a milestone for myself because 
like I like to keep track of little stuff like that. Like I know to someone it doesn't mean much, but to me, it feels like something to me because I feel like I've hit every state and I feel like I can, I have someone that supports me in that state, whether it be one person that ordered a portrait, it just, it's just something that makes me feel good. Well, and, and to go back to what you just said there, I mean, as an artist, there aren't a whole lot of artists that can say that a piece of their artwork is in every state in the country, right. you know, including all the other countries around the world that you've had pieces go to. Yeah. Um, I, I get that. I, I get, I understand. Um, I just like, like I said, I just thankful and um, for the opportunity that everyone's asking me to ship out to these places. Cause it's pretty cool for me to like, it's a story to tell. So how hard was it um, for you to go full-time? You said, uh, you know, here recently you kind of went full-time. How hard was that to kind of pull the plug and actually um, quit your job and pursue this full-time? Um, I was actually <laughs> I was actually um, teaching for a few years. I was okay. teaching fourth grade. And um, once I started to realize that, like, my side hustle is making a little bit more money than my, temp- my full-time job. Yeah. That's when I said, um, yeah, I think it's time to regain my life and enjoy, enjoy myself a little bit more. And um, because I have a lot of uh, free time now, because I don't have to be behind my desk and work nine to five anymore. Now I can just relax, do my portraits when I want. And um, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you um, have the ability to really control your time. You know, yeah. you don't have to get up and things have to be done at 9 a.m. If, if it's a day you want to sleep in, you can wait. If it's a day that, you know, you want to get up and get things done early, you can do that as well. So it's got to be really nice. Yeah, it's, um, it's relieving. Um, and like I said, I still curate a lot of art shows now. Um, like I'm, I'm doing a lot of youth art shows, like for the kids. And I'm trying to explain to them the entrepreneurship that they can they can have. And um, like I said, I started late doing art. I was about 24 when I started. And some some children don't have, don't look into art. Like they're not good in sports. They're not good in like basketball, bat football. And art is something that you can be good at because you'll find your, you'll find your crowd. Mm-hmm. You understand? So you don't necessarily have to be like the best athlete to be an artist. You can just find your crowd for whatever artistry it is that you do whether it is painting sculpting um painting on shoes yeah and you know and i i think this is what i i love about what you do and it goes back to your point right there you have a very unique style in what you do um and i love it and but when you look back at some of the renaissance artists and and former artists, they all had really unique styles, too. And I think one thing today when we look at art, those are the most exciting artists, in my opinion, that are doing their own thing. They're not just, you know, recreating something that has been done before. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, for example, like, like I, I, there's a lot of positivity on my page. But along with the positivity, I get tons more negativity. Uh, I get I get hate messages like every day every single day of people saying, Oh, your art is trash. Uh, I can draw that. Like I can draw that in the dark. My kids can draw better than you. My dog can draw better than you. Wow. And I, Oh, I get it all the time. <laughs> like it's, it's, I'm trying to keep it explicit just for the radio. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. sure <laughs> for this right here, but it gets, it gets pretty bad. And, um, I've just, I gravitated. Like I built like a force field to, 
to not let that stop me. Um, and mostly it's, and I tell everyone that, that writes me like a hate message. I say, Hey, my art evoked some emotion out of you. That's yeah. something like, that's something that a lot of artists who do art, they can't, they, their art doesn't evoke emotion. And whether it be hate, whether it be jealousy, whether it be envy, it's an emotion that was sparked out of you because of a simple art piece that I drew. So that's art. And that's all I tell people. If it, if it evokes emotion, it's an art piece. That's a really cool way to look at it. And let me ask you this. Yeah. Is, we, we've talked about this on the show before, too. But doesn't it amaze you? And, and because I've never had there are things that frustrate me or there are things that aren't my cup of tea I don't like. But I, I can't imagine sitting down and sending you a hate <laughs> message because I don't like your art. That yeah. Like not liking something so much to where I thought that I needed to. I mean, like. To yeah, do something like, like that. Yeah, I, I may not I order actually, a piece from you, but that that does, right. I, I don't understand that that mentality. Yeah, I actually wrote someone today. For example, <laughs> I said, "Hey," because he he like he reached out to me and decided to write me with his negativity. So I wrote him today. I said, "Hey, do you go buy McDonald's and stop by and say, hey, I don't like your food?'" <laughs> No, yeah. you just continue driving by. You, you go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. So it's, it's like the same concept for me. So. I don't know. And like I said, I've gotten so used to it that I have pre-installed messages in my phone that I just copy and paste to the to, to somebody who's replying. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's interesting. But, but I love like the I McDonald's said. analogy because yeah, you're oh, so yeah. right. Like, I can't imagine just and it. It would be so funny to do it, to just walk in and, and the lady say, how can I help you? What would you like to order? And just say, I just want to tell you your food is trash. Um, yeah. and and i would never buy anything you know, from here my you dog know, my dog eats better than this <laughs> yeah. at home and and yeah thanks have a great day and turn around and walk out like that's the most that's the craziest yeah. thing to to think about but yeah that but that's what those people are doing though it's interesting and i like i i was telling my girlfriend at one point i said um i wish that a college professor would like an art professor would find my post and see all the hate under the post like it's not really on my page because my page is like mostly the, my followers and who want to follow me but it's when i post on art pages on facebook and i say hey i got commissions open it's like the amount of hate that it gets it's triggered it's 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 different you understand and, yeah. and i just wish somebody can do like a case study and realize hey why does his art evoke this much emotion like he's not it's not like i'm out there saying hey i'm the next picasso or basquiat or something i'm just drawing my pictures and right ha having everyone enjoy well and i'll, like, even, not... I'll even say this i mean it, you know the thing is it's not like you're charging an astronomical amount either your your commission pieces correct me if i'm wrong are five dollars a piece correct yeah i do uh digital portraits for uh five bucks and i like i said a lot of people i understand hard economic times can't afford can't afford a lot of things so i try to make my art as cost efficient for everyone to enjoy it and have their own custom piece of art everyone's telling me like hey you deserve to raise your prices raise your price i'm like uh yeah but like i don't know if i'm <laughs> like i'm content you understand i'm yeah. not i'm not doing it for the money i'm not doing it to become rich i'm doing it because i like to do it and i see that it makes people happy and that's what i get a thrill of i get a thrill out of people inboxing me saying hey i love your portrait it made my day it made me smile I had a great time. This is my deceased pet. You drew him so well. I love that. Yeah. Like, that's what I get a thrill for. I enjoy that. I enjoy I enjoy things like that. Like the money is cool, but 
it's not the purpose of my art and that's not what i like that's not what i want to be remembered for for a sec and i think it's amazing you know just like that that you said right there you you have a, a great ability to to change the negative into a positive um and you know and really looking at you know that's fine. You want to be negative, but look at all the people that this has helped or this has meant something to the artwork yeah. that you're doing. Yeah. Like the other day, for example, um, I had this lady, she uh, commissioned a piece and then she told me it was her deceased son who recently passed away. Oh. And um, I'd rather someone not tell me that while I'm showing the picture Yeah. because now I try to make it my best for the person because like i know but it, you when, feel like it probably puts a little more pressure on you to oh yeah it, i'd rather know after <laughs> yeah like hey yeah but when you tell me beforehand i'm like a little nervous and i skeptical but when she received the picture she was she wrote me like a page of her personal life and like to just to build that connection through a piece of art it was great and um she supports me all the time she always reposts and like i feel like I don't know her, but I feel as if like I do know her now right. because of, because of the interactions we have, because of the story she tells me. Now she commissions more pictures, and I know her family. <laughs> like I feel like I know yeah. her family now, so it's it's cool. And uh, you know, obviously, we see a lot of these the the commission pieces that you do off of the digital photos. Do you do any bigger art? You know, have you done any murals or any larger pieces? Yeah, actually, I also do. Um, canvas pieces i've done several canvas pieces um and that's based on commission you just inbox me i do um i've never done a mural yet but it's in the works i got something like that i'm not hasn't been set in stone so i'm not gonna officially say it but i got some uh, murals in the works here in tampa that that's awesome and man like i said i i just i've got so much respect for what you do and 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 what I and you're right. I don't see a lot of what you get on the negative because everything I see is positive, and it's and it's amazing to me. You know, you talk about the community, and I, I appreciate you so much coming on the show because it's like I said, we're here in Southern Indiana, you're in Tampa, Florida. But when I stopped at the local tattoo shop here in town and said that we had you guy you coming on tonight, everybody in there was like, "Oh my gosh, I love fill my portraits." That's like my favorite. <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> so. It is amazing the you know the passion that people have for what you're doing and um, I know you've done a couple pieces for some people around here uh, and I've got to see those and I like I said it just it, when you say that it, it evokes emotion that's what art is all about yeah. is you know bringing out emotion I think you've nailed it with what you do awesome thank you <laughs> thanks so how did you really let's let's go back just a little bit first of all where does the the fill my portraits come from. Um, it was my um, undergrad. I was at I attended Mitchell College in London, Connecticut, and uh, <laughs> a lot of my friends, they my like my name my name is Phil. So a lot of my friends was like, "Hey, Phil, Phil, Phil," and then someone just said, "Phil, my," and then I was like, "All right, cool." So that just stuck with me throughout my college days. And then uh, once I started drawing, I said, "I don't know what I'm gonna call myself." So then somebody said, just put portraits on my portraits. I was like, all right, cool. That works. That's very <laughs> so good. That's too funny. It, That's did, cool. it, it was, it was catchy and it ran. So I just like stuck with it and, uh, that's it right there. Very cool. And, and, uh, you know, obviously you said that, that you taught for, for a while. Um, both my wife and I are educators as well. Um, was it hard for you to leave the classroom? 
Yeah. Um, just for the simple fact that I I'm a, I was a cool educator and all my students, they uh, gravitated to me. So I know like even when they left and graduated, they came back and they came to visit me mm-hmm. throughout the school year. It, um, it was hard to leave, but it was I felt like it was my time to um, I feel like I impacted enough people working with them um, throughout the years that I worked for the Board of Education. So I just feel like it was just it was just my time, and I I'm a person that that I already know God wrote my life, so I already know everything's already written. So I know the next step was already pre-written. So I'm just like going day by day with with whatever. Which I mean, I think that you've obviously um, been able to impact people's lives um, just in a different aspect, and and really all over the world now. Um, with your portraits and, and things. So, I mean, I think that you're still kind of doing, I mean, obviously impacting people, but just in a, a different way. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you. Um, I get a lot of, like, along with the negativity, I also get a lot of positive message from other people saying, hey, you don't you don't know how you, uh, you influenced me to start. Now I'm doing this. I'm starting to do this. A lot of artists see the way I market myself. So they write me and say, hey, thanks for showing uh, what you do. Now I'm buying stickers. Now I have pins. I'm also offering incentives to my fans. I was like, cool, that's what's up, man. I'm glad everyone gets to pick something up. Gets to pick something up. Very cool. Yeah, and you mentioned stickers. I see your sticker mule sticker down there <laughs> underneath your drawing pad. That's yeah, I, I got a few right here. That's where I order all my stuff from is sticker mule. They that, are the best. They're, they're so good. I, I, I have to give them free advertisement. I, I got to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're not a sponsor for me either, but they are amazing. That's where I order everything that we use for the podcast here, and they, yeah. it's quick, it's awesome, and shout out yeah, to they, them. Yeah, <laughs> definitely shout out to them. Maybe they'll hear this and look out for you guys. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, with you know talking a little bit about being in the classroom, was did you do a lot of art with your kids when you were in the classroom? I did not. I did not. I got creative. Um, they had their own art teacher. I just followed my curriculum. Um, and just kept it from there. I, I was I did some art activities, but not as much as I should have been, per se. Like um, I just followed my curriculum and just kept it at that. Hmm. Very cool. And when you talk about your curating uh, some uh, art shows down there, and you're really focusing on the youth, uh, what's your goal out of those? What What are you trying to get with the youth? Um, pretty much is like I said, I was a late bloomer with art. So with me uh, doing youth art shows, is I want to pretty much implant a seed inside uh, these children at an early age where they can start their artistry. For example, um, I had an art show, Memorial Day Youth Art Show. And in that art show, I had youth vendors. For example, I had this one kid, he was 13 years old. He painted on sneakers. Like he uh, painted designs on sneakers. And what I, sh- what, what I showed him was, hey, you see that design you just drew? You can potentially turn that into a digital logo for yourself. Mm-hmm. And you see that logo? You could turn that into a patch and start your own clothing line. So it just goes from starting with art, you can turn it into a digital, you can turn it into a business. So what I want the children to see is like, like a lot of children, like I noticed that they go to art, art class and they're like, hey, it's art, we're just drawing, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But they don't see the business aspect of it. Like, mm-hmm. for example, right. you, you turn, you can draw a simple picture turn that simple picture into a digital logo and now turn that digital logo into a clothing line, have that clothing line. sell. turn those stickers into, I mean, turn that logo again into some stickers. Sell those stickers so you can monetize your art and make money out of it. It's not just necessarily drawing. And I want children to understand that because I feel like art is not 
it's not pitched out there as much. Like, like artists, to me at least, and my upbringing was not pitched as something to do as, which, as a profession. Which, so, you know, I'm, no, I would agree with you because, I mean, like, as I think back of, like, my art classes, especially, like, in elementary and, you know, middle school or whatever, it was just, you know, doing different little art projects and stuff. And, and I think especially nowadays, art is, there are so many opportunities, especially with technology and you know that kind of stuff i mean like who who would have thought that people can send you pictures you know and you can draw you know you can draw them you can do you know a digital file like you can do all that kind of stuff now i mean and and i'm sure that it's just going to continue to change and so there's a lot of different i think it's cool that you're doing that with the the youth just to show them that that art is is more than what they may have done you know when they were like in elementary and art class. It, yeah, exactly. Um, and like we live in a different generation. Growing up, I felt as if um, as an artist, you would have to go to these prestige galleries mm-hmm. and um, ask them, hey, can I hang some art here? Or hey, can I hang some art? But now we live in a digital era where you can have your own platform like Facebook or your own platform like Instagram yeah. and have your own gallery per se. Now that's your gallery. So now, opposed to being stationary in the gallery in New York, where only people can go to New York to see your gallery, now your pictures are being worldwide with the internet. So that's another. You're, way you're to, exactly right, and then and you can do that for free. I mean, like you can start a, you know, a, a Facebook account or an Instagram account and start posting your pictures, and I mean, you don't even have exactly. to pay <laughs> to to put yeah, those you, on there. Yeah, not not to discredit the galleries because I I would love to be in a gallery. Right, there, right. That, just saying like you can it's different ways around the system now in 2019 yes you know and i think that's the the cool thing of what you're teaching the kids too and you know it's it's just like this when when you go back 30 or 40 years ago the only way that you could get you know audio out there or or a you know a television show or something you had to be part of a major radio station or you know um a tv station like right now we're able to broadcast connect with you in tampa florida (laughs) do these interviews um with with a minimal investment on what it would cost would have cost before and i think that's something that for this next generation is going to be so powerful is what you talked about that entrepreneurial spirit that i don't have to go the traditional route to do what i want to do yeah and that then that's exactly why i do um the youth art show because i feel like like I said, I mentioned it earlier, and I, I'll say it again. I feel like it, art is not something that's looked upon. Like, hey, go to school, be a doctor, or hey, go to school. Like, I don't know. When Growing up, if I was to tell my dad, hey, I want to be an artist growing up, he'd be like, are you crazy? No. Like, <laughs> like no, no, no one's going to do that. Like, no, that's not how it happens. Like, you go get a job, you work. You can do that bills. on the side. Right. Uh, that's, yeah, that's you, yeah, exactly. That's like, really you know where it's kind of pushed. Like, yeah, like like mention how you just said on the side, like that that's exactly where it's pushed. You push to the side. Yeah. It's not like something that but like I said, um, hopefully one of the one of the youth that came to uh, attended my shows, they saw it and they got influenced to wanna do wanna do better. If not, like I said, it's the seed that was implanted in their head and maybe in the long run it'll blossom and it'll bloom. And then they, they can eat they can eat fruit forever. Yeah. Once they get once the seed blooms. Let me ask you this. Do you ever get tired of doing the, the commission pieces? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, actually, it gets overwhelming. 
it gets overwhelming at times. Like sometimes I take a break. Like, are you kidding me right now? Like, like this is like, and then I look at my list and it's ongoing. It's ongoing. <laughs> so, and I just, like I said, I live my life that everything's predestined. Everything's already written. So I'm just playing my passenger seat and <laughs> letting the man upstairs take control. So that's just, that's just how I live. So maybe you never know one day somebody's going to see my post and be like, Hey, I like this guy. And, Come come to my museum in London, and I have art in the museum, and I'll be a nice art. I'll be an established artist where people. And then I would one day say, "Hey, I was on that podcast, Made for Children." <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and that's you know, and that's the cool thing too. And and you kind of talked about it there with some of the people you've been able to connect with. That's why we love doing this show. Is we've been able to meet and connect with and talk to people that we would have never had the opportunity to without this show and and network with people and build yeah. a you know, a, a creative group, uh, no matter what media you're creating in, but to continue to be creative. Yeah, I, I, li- I like I like your show. I actually was watching a few episodes. I like the way you guys set up, and I like the professionalism you guys keep nice and neat. I like that. Well, thank you. We yeah, appreciate that you. a ton. And Let me uh, – so I'll ask you this. Uh, when – have you ever had some of the digital pictures sent to you that you just said, no, I can't do that? Um, I try not to. Like, I've had, <laughs> I've had uh, some pictures that were extremely explicit um, commissioned to me. And uh, what, if, once I feel like I uh, can't draw it, then I'll be like, I'll, I'll hit the client and I'll tell them, hey, I feel like this is inappropriate. Um, I might have to upcharge you because of the indecency, like how inappropriate the picture is. Yeah, I, I would say I would think that would be tough because, you know, I I could see some people trying to take advantage of some of that stuff. Oh, I've gotten it. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I've gotten it. <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, it's it, it's interesting that they they'll even. Um, have the audacity to ask me to do it. That's that's the most interesting part. Is I feel like, like I I've learned a lot of about other human beings. The psychology of humans. Yeah. <laughs> like it's interesting. Like even for example, the picture I'm drawing now. I'm not. I don't ask any questions. I just draw. So I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta ask this too. Who are some of those uh, influences or artists that you really love and appreciate? Um, I like. Picasso. I like um, one of my favorite artists, uh, Basquiat. I like Galli. I like, I like um, mainly Basquiat's been one of my main influence. Um, Van Gogh's pretty cool. I like Van Gogh. Um, but I would say Basquiat's at the top. That's really my main influence, and that's really why I really started drawing was because of him. Do you ever do you work much in in other medium? Uh, in the art world, outside of you know drawing, do you paint? Do you do anything else like that? Um, I used to produce uh, beats. I used to make music for a little while. Hmm. Um, I, I did a little bit of music. Um, actually, um, kind of took off. I was on the. I had a lot of songs on the radio. Um, and uh, just music and artistry. That's pretty much it. So that's a pretty wild deal that you've you've kind of went through the the art piece as well the music piece as well as the the art piece. Yeah, and I think um, because of that, 
I I might have an advantage in the artistry because the music world is so cutthroat and hard that um you you got to just stay persistent like everyone's going to turn you down everyone's going to mm-hmm. say no and um I I apply some of that to my art and I've been used to people like shutting me down and saying no but just got to keep going um and I was lucky because of I had a song <clears throat> Uh, three months into doing music was on the radio and I ended up getting a nice chunk of change from ASCAP and BMI mm-hmm. for uh, royalties on the song. So it was pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, and, and I love going back to something you said earlier that you you know, God has already written your story. Um, you're just, you know, you're living it right now. Uh, yeah. And I think that's that's an amazing way to look at kind of faith and life and what you're going to do, because you I know my wife Callie asked you earlier what it was like to make the jump to just doing art and getting away from teaching and and your job, but that's got to help when you have that kind of mindset that this story's written and I'm ready to go do it. Yeah, my uh, it's unfortunate. My mom died when I was um, seven years old, and uh, after she died, me and my siblings we got split up. It was five of us. Um, Two of my brothers they ended up going to Dominican Republic. Um, my two other older brothers and sister went to foster care and I ended up going to a separate foster care um, wow. until my father was located. And then once my father was located when I was 10, um, I was with him for a few years and um, he ended up getting deported uh, to Colombia when I was 16. So I traveled through a bunch of families in and out the system. So uh, when, when I was in foster care, um, my junior year in high school, uh, I, the guy, um, the priest at church came up to me and he asked me, uh, what are you doing here? And I was going through some tough times. And I, I was asking, I said, I'm just here just to be here. Like, I don't, I don't know what, what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. And he read me, uh, he read me a Bible verse, Romans eight twenty eight, And that, uh, changed my life forever. And that was pretty much like paraphrased. It's already written. Uh, don't question anything. And, um, once I told him my mom died in 93 and he read that to me and he said, do you trust God? And I said, yes. He said, do you love God? I said, yes. And he read me that it just like, I never questioned anything ever again. Like I would never wow. question anything. I would never question it because it's already written. And like for me to lose my mom when I was seven and to get that relief off of my shoulders that I can, tr- I can confide that God already wrote everything for me is that's, that's my life. And that's how I live it now. And I have to ask about that because we both, well, especially myself, I teach in a, um, I'm actually the high school principal in a district that is um, pretty high poverty uh, and a lot of, a lot of those broken families Mm -hmm. and family struggles. What kept you, obviously, once you, you got the chance as a junior to talk to the priest, but through all those struggles, what kept you focused on being successful in the things that you do? It was uh, my upbringing. Um, I was raised in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Um, I'm not sure if you know about that, but it was it's probably the it was like the highest crime rate in the country, highest uh, murder capital in the country, um, and it's one of these lowest income areas in the whole country. So uh, growing up in Bridgeport is either you got to keep going or you're just gonna end up in the street, and you're gonna I'm sorry to say it, but like growing up where I was from, it's either through drugs or be a druggie or end up like committing crimes because you don't have any money. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't want to end up that route. And I saw a lot of my friends growing up, they ended up um, selling drugs, ended up dying because of robberies, et cetera. And uh, I didn't want to go that route. So I just 
I did my own thing. Like um, I attended college because I was homeless uh, and I needed housing. So um, I did four years in college because I didn't have a place to stay. So I ended up stretching my uh, summer courses to, um, I ended up like stretching my, I ended up taking summer courses so I could extend my stay at the college. So I did that for about, I did that for about four and a half years. And uh, once I graduated, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm now I don't have, cause like I said, my mom's dad, my, my father got deported. Once I graduated, I didn't really have that much family. So um, I had to just figure out my way of survival from then and um i figured it out <laughs> wow I, I i figured it out so like once i graduated once i graduated college i rented a um four bedroom apartment and um i ended up subleasing the other three bedrooms for 450 so i can afford to pay the rent so i i sacrificed living with three other people mm-hmm. just to pay my rent and uh once i once i figured that out i said hey I'm making some money from these three other people and my rent's getting paid and my bills getting paid. I, I thought long-term and maybe I can buy my first house and do my real estate. So I started doing that and I invested in uh, some real estate property and I got my first house and I, it felt good to do that because I never had nothing on my own. So, and I just kept like trying to maintain ever since. I think the most amazing thing in that story, and I'll be honest, obviously, uh, this is the first time we've we've spoken, and and I didn't know that your story went went you know that way. It amazes me even more about you, man. That you know you you kept yourself on those. And, and the thing I would tell you, and I I know that's what you're you're telling these kids in these youth art shows is the thing I keep going back to is you keep saying I found a way. I found a way. No matter what life throws at you, no matter how bad it is and the ability to continue to try and find a way you know whether it was getting housing so you, at, at college um you know whatever you had to do to continue moving forward is extremely inspirational absolutely yeah i had to do it but like i said like i, I don't never question the man upstairs ever <laughs> like yeah. and i tell I, I used to tell my uh students this all the time like if uh if I wake up one day and I get hit by a car and I can't move my legs, I'll never question why. Like I'll, I'll trust the process and keep it going. That's that, you know, that's something, that's an amazing mindset to have. It is. And, uh, it is. Yeah. One that I can admit, I probably need to have a better, uh, mindset like that is not questioning why things happen is trusting in the process and moving forward with it. Right. Yeah. And I, I like some, I understand that, uh, not everybody's going to, think like how I think and have the same faith as how I have. But like, just, I just tell everyone, just trust it. Everything's going to work out. Like don't, cause it, once you start stressing and once you start trying to take things into your own hand, like that's when things go south. Like once you start getting mad and get upset, like I'm not trying to say I never stress, right? but I never really stress anything. <laughs> I don't, I don't get, I don't get upset. I don't get mad. Like uh, two days ago, I had a flat on the highway. I wasn't upset. I didn't get mad. It was raining. I got rained out. I didn't get upset. I didn't get mad. Like stuff happens. And um, I love I love being happy. And I would not let anything stop me from being happy. Like I feel like I build like a force field around me to stop the negativity. I don't, you'll, you'll rarely see me get upset. Like, I don't know. I don't remember the last time I got upset. <laughs> you know, and I, I think it's so true. And, you know, 
and I like I said, sometimes I struggle with it. But when you look back on your days, sometimes we spend so many hours upset about something that was mm-hmm. so minor that it steals so much more of our life away than it ever should have. Yeah, and and even growing up, um, my foster sister, she was the most beautiful girl. Like she was a woman. Like she was the most beautiful woman growing up, and uh, she had some problems with uh with her husband and she started stressing and i i saw her stress like and i saw the transition in her phase and her emotion and her personality and i don't want to like if you have a a cool personality like i don't want to lose my personality because i'm stressed out i don't want to lose my personality because i'm unhappy like i'm a cool happy person but once you get affected by uh trauma you are never the same person and she was never the same and um, I spoke to her and I tried to help her. I like, Rosanna, like, I love you. Please. <laughs> like, but I don't know. So to go back on your story there, have you been able to now in adulthood that reconnect with your, your siblings that were kind of split up? Yeah. It's, it's interesting because um, like I said, my mom died in 93 and uh, we separated from 93. And the first time I actually saw my siblings was 2000. And five when I graduated high school. Wow. That was the first time that I saw them. And it, it was weird because it was my high school graduation. And here I go seeing seeing my two brothers for the first time in years. And it was it was like it was interesting because that was like the last time that I saw my dad in the United States was um two thousand five. And have you been able to see your father since, you know, two thousand five? Yeah, I go visit him. I, I try to go every year to go visit. That's that's awesome. And I, yeah. like I said, that's, you know, I can't ever say that I understand y- your story. Um, it's definitely not my story, but, man, I got nothing but love and appreciation for the way you've, you know, you've used your story as, a, as an inspiration and a positive. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you. And... <laughs> So let me ask you this. Uh, obviously, we're going to share out your stuff here as we, we kind of get ready to uh, to wrap up the episode. But if people want to go and get a piece commissioned by you, just hit you up in the inbox and uh, send what they're looking to get done. Yeah. Um, if anyone's interested in, in a commission piece, uh, feel free to um, inbox me. I have film my portraits um, at Instagram, film my portraits, gmail.com or um, film my portraits, Facebook page. Um I'm usually on my phone all the time, all the time now. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll respond um, pretty fast. Um, and like I said, um, if you guys are interested, just contact me and, um, yeah, we can go from there. Very cool. Hey, and I want to go back here, man, as we wrap up. And I just want to say, again, thank you, um, you know, for being a part of the show. Like I said, it, it's funny to me the way that the world works and, and it goes right back into what you've said all night. But, you know, a lot of times I just throw out messages to people that I, I respect and I appreciate what I see them doing, uh, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram. And it's always been amazing to me, the ones that will reach back out and the connections that can be made. Yeah. So I can't tell you how much I appreciate you being a guest on the show. And I'm telling you, people, the stuff that he does is so, so cool and uh, so unique in what you can get done with him. So go give his page a like, share his stuff um, and share the and spread the love of it. Don't the, the negativity can be left at home because 
if you don't like it if it's not your cup of tea yeah move on and i really appreciate you sharing your story i just think that it's awesome the way that you have um kind of taken a a positive look on essentially everything um no matter some of the craziness that you maybe have gone through in your life and that that now you are able to kind of do what you love and you know be an inspiration to people and that kind of thing i think that i really appreciate you know you sharing your story and and everything with us i think it's awesome yeah um, like i said um been a lot of uh, me and i wanted to lose um and like i said i i pretty super i like pretty picky like noticed i didn't like i i apologize for not even showing my face but like <laughs> um <laughs> Like, I'm pretty picky, so um, you guys stood out to me, and like I said, everything happens for a reason, so hopefully uh, this podcast gains you some new fo- some followers of mine, and likewise, yeah. you guys, and um, like I said, just appreciative of the opportunity and the time that you guys took out to invite me for the show. And uh, we, we will uh, have you back on again um, sometime soon, and uh, uh, continue this conversation and continue supporting you, man. We appreciate it. All right, awesome. Thanks again, guys. I hope you guys have a great day and continue uh, the good work with this podcast. All right, thank you. This is Fill My Portraits. Again, go check him out on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, make sure that you uh, like his stuff and give him a follow. Uh, just an amazing individual and, a, and an even more amazing artist. So, Phil, we appreciate it. Thank you. All right, awesome. Thank you, guys. You guys have a great night. All right, Callie. And then, so to wrap up here, uh, before we take off, first of all, let me find a I don't really have a view put together that doesn't have an empty chair since our guest was digital today, but, uh, man, that was a pretty amazing story. Yeah, it really was. It was, that was awesome. And I've wanted to have him on. I know, you know, uh, how much I, I respect him and appreciate him. I am constantly on his Facebook or Instagram page looking at the stuff he's, he's done. Um, I still got to pull a copy of the picture of you and i and staples sitting here from the newspaper oh yeah i want yeah. him to do that uh so i have several pictures i would like for him to do but just you know a, a guy that reminds me a lot of kyle mcintosh um just you know down to earth great story overcoming a lot of things um and just an all-around yeah. great guy but i do want to mention before we get off can you hand me that callie um you will see here and if you drive by the studio in the house um, you will see these uh, several of these thanks to Marf <laughs> out in the yard. But Kyle McIntosh, our very own, is running for Crothersville Town Council. If you are a voter here in Crothersville, I cannot say enough about how much I support Kyle and his mission. Um, he's he he actually hates that he had to buy yard signs. He hates the political process. Yeah. Um, so I understand that. But here's what I can tell you: his whole um agenda is this to not complain and be the change and you know he wants to get people involved here in crothersville he wants to get things uh going for our kids in this community um and for our adults and you know keep seeing crothersville thrive so again if you're a voter here in crothersville i can't put an endorsement better out than what i think about kyle mcintosh and what he can do I know I totally agree I think that um you I mean if uh, anybody that lives that lives in Crothersville has I'm sure seen some of the things that he does for the schools and you know just for the community and that kind of thing and so I think that it's great and I mean I would think that he would be a good part uh on the town council to kind of continue that 
All right. And Callie, we're going to wrap up here by thanking our sponsors. So uh, we'll be back next week. Um, uh, like I said, just to kind of clarify here before we take off, we've been off for several weeks. Um, <laughs> life has just kind of hit us here between work and kids and things going on. Um, life has hit us here. We are going to we're going to start bringing back out episodes. Uh, the episodes may be a little shorter than what we usually did. Uh, we may do every other week. We haven't really decided for sure. We do have right. some guests lined up here coming up, but uh, we want to keep producing content, but we want to make sure we have a good life balance between our family and yep. our friends and, and what we get done. But uh, it's hard not to love doing this when you get guys like fill my portraits on here and for sure. get to hear his stories. So. Absolutely. All right, well, we will thank our sponsors. Everybody, come back and join us again next week. We've all heard horror stories about insurance companies and insurance agents. Let me tell you about my family's agent, Tommy Taylor. Tommy is an agent at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance and is a multi-line agent that can keep all your insurance in one place. Why is a dedicated agent so important? When you have the unexpected occur, you'd much rather know the person on the other end of the phone. Contact info for Tommy, 812-372-4483 at extension 2447, or look him up on Facebook at Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Don't be another horror story. Stop knocking on wood and relying on a 1-800 number. Trust Tommy Taylor today. Miller's Termite and Pest Control is the only place you need to look for pest control. Don't get roped into contracts or high prices with the big companies. Reach out to someone who cares about you. They can handle any problem from termites, bed bugs, ants, spiders, etc. They also do lawn care. Where else can you keep the bugs out of your house and your yard looking sharp? Reach out to them today on Facebook at Miller's Termite and Pest Control. Email at pest underscore in underscore peace at yahoo.com or by phone at 812-767-5657. Looking for a new tattoo? Looking for a professional piercer to add to your body art? There's no reason to drive to Indy or Louisville. Just visit Beauty from Ashes Tattoo Parlor in Crothersville, Indiana. Beauty from Ashes is located just past the Dollar General on Highway 31. Stop in and check out the amazing work done by all four artists at the shop. Each artist has a unique and personal style, but all do amazing work. The shop is family friendly, so don't hesitate to bring your kids or loved ones with you when you stop by to get some ink. Check out all the artists' work on their Facebook page and book an appointment today with either Kyle, Martha, Billy, or Lily. You won't be disappointed. Beauty from Ashes Tattoo Parlor, Crothersville, Indiana.